Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Intruder Theatre in the Making podcast. I'm your host, Remy Rahuba, and thank you so much for tuning in. Now, in the previous episode, I talked to Basha Binkowska, the set designer of Intruder, and in the previous, previous episode, I broke down the whole crowdfunding process. I was trying to raise more than £8,000 for my apply, and I did, and I talked about it in depth in the previous episode so you can check these episodes out and today we're continuing with the journey of intruder which unfortunately comes to an end well everything comes to an end nothing is permanent all is temporary but before we do that i would briefly talk about the rehearsals for intruder because we did rehearse it for a week a week yeah one day and then i'll also talk about podcasting so um yes i did my crowdfunder um it was for two weeks and a half i raised my goal uh, and that was on the friday and then i had the weekend to actually rest and recover from that crowdfunder because crowdfunder for me was so draining i was so tired after doing it i was very relieved because i got all the money uh eight thousand pounds but i was really emotionally drained but on the other hand i was very excited because we were going into rehearsals something that i had been dreaming of for 10 or 11 years so uh yes yeah, so rehearsals were to start on monday but then on monday morning the venue where we were to rehearse that was polish eagle club in the south of london they emailed and said oh i'm not really sure whether you know but we are closed on mondays so then we started rehearsals on tuesday and uh It was me, Basha, Marcus and Mark, the sound designer. Ed wasn't there because he wasn't really needed. And we started really exploring the world of Intruder. Now, as you might remember, me and Marcus, we, you know, we had been rehearsing Intruder before because we had been doing rehearsed readings. So we were familiar with the world, but we actually didn't know you know what you know what it would look like where we would go with it and i although although we we had had that experience we wanted to explore it from scratch like tabula rasa blank page and you know just to see what happens what happens in rehearsals where where can we go how created can we be and basha was there and and mark was there as well so for me it was a very liberating process seeing how it all works and very curious and very quickly we kind of came up with this idea of you know how we can do it how we can start uh yeah it was it was very exciting we i didn't actually know that we would get to that point that it'd be like wow this is it i think this is the direction we could go uh, yes it still makes me very excited to think 
of what we came up with and what we can present to the audience. So, yes, I hope when we rehearse it again, we're going to come back to what we did back in March 2020. So we were there rehearsing, playing, and, you know, Mark composed music, so we were putting it all together. It was all going very, very well. As far as COVID was concerned, yes, we could hear that, you know, the the number of infections uh, was rising, but at that time in that week, it wasn't that dangerous, so we were just plowing through. And even we rehearsed it on a Saturday, and then came back to rehearsals on Tuesday, the following week. And when we came back to rehearsals, um, the situation has changed. So the number of infections was very, very high. Uh, we talked about how, you know, what we thought and how we felt uncomfortable about the whole situation and, you know, that it was really getting very serious and we were just thinking, well, we're not particularly sure whether you know, we're going to go ahead with 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 rehearsals because we don't know what's going to happen. And uh, we all felt that maybe traveling uh, to rehearsals wasn't good. So then we made a decision and it was a mutual decision. Um, we spoke to everyone that we would stop rehearsals. And that was it for that Tuesday. Uh, we didn't have a big dilemma. Uh, we just knew that whatever was happening there, outside in London or in UK or in Europe, all over the world, wasn't looking very good. And we actually quit rehearsals, I think even in the morning uh, or maybe early afternoon. Definitely, it was very, very quick. And uh, came back home. And then, you know, the rest is history. We then needed to cancel everything and uh, cancel the whole tour and inform the venues. And by the time we were emailing, you know, we could see what was going on and everyone was going on a furlough. And uh, when we were emailing, we were already getting some automated emails from the venues, from people that, you know, everyone was closing down. So it was just a matter of informing everyone and putting it out there on social media that everything is cancelled uh, because we had also informed the venues. So it was quite obvious. I think people already knew that everything was being cancelled, you know, people were just going to be at home for quite some time. I, on the other hand, uh, was very relieved, to be quite honest, when it all happened. It was all very, very exciting for me to be going into rehearsals and doing it. But on the other hand, I was producing it as well. So it wasn't only that I was just performing and, you know, writing it. I also needed to deal with social media, with the emails, with promotion and emailing that newspaper, that magazine, this radio, because we had, uh, we also needed to have an interview for radio and we were planning to do it with Basha. So everything was just all over the place. It was very, very busy. And I just came from that crowdfunder and then going straight into rehearsals. So I was very, very tired, but excited. And then in the evening, I was doing all the extra work. So it was just 
a lot. So when the pandemic hit and we cancelled everything, to some extent, I was really relieved. I was really happy. I thought, oh my God, thank God for that. Wow, now I can take a breather because it was just too much. And just thinking about the the whole tour and the premiere because we were to have a reception and my parents were to come and inviting all the guests and it it was quite a lot. So uh, then I was just at home and rested and really for me the pandemic was very, very creative. I know there was a very sad period for many people but from my own personal point of view, the pandemic was a blessing because I found the pandemic extremely, extremely creative. I wrote a lot. I took part in loads of writing programs. I started writing loads of new things, loads of new plays uh, that probably I wouldn't have written if we didn't have the pandemic or we haven't had the pandemic because I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I'm recording this episode on the 1st of November 2021. But I went into the creative mode right away. Of course, I was emailing people and telling them about, oh, we're not doing it and we don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, but straight, I went into my creative mode and I started writing, sitting at home, writing. I didn't watch TV. I didn't read loads of things about what was going on. I just focused on my creativity. It's kind of interesting because back in the day when the pandemic hit, I thought it would take maybe, I don't know, until October, November, and then we would be slowly getting back to normal. And I spoke to Ed Littlewood, my co-producing partner, and Ed was saying, no, I think we need to be looking at September of 2021. And I thought, wow, that's a year and a half. That No, that that's too long. I actually couldn't believe that he was saying that. Here we go, it's November 2021 and we are where we are and we're not sure when we're going to do the play. So that's interesting. So I went into that creative mode and I kept writing, 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 writing and um, and that was really it. Of course, I wanted to keep uh, the audience, well, I wanted to let them know what's going on with Intruders. So I've been updating uh, Intruders social media channels with what was going on. And I still do put certain things here and there. Mm, well, one of the things that happened in May was, well, I applied for Polish Heritage Days and that is an event uh, organised by the Polish Embassy here in London and we applied to take part in it and we got selected. And because of the pandemic, they needed to move the events online. We got the money from them and we needed to, well, do some kind of an event. Normally, we would have been doing a performance, but because of the pandemic, we couldn't do it. So then we did an event online 
and that was an interview uh, for the Polish Radio London where I also presented three fragments from Intruder and I absolutely loved that conversation with the journalist she was very very nice it went really really well uh, I put it on Facebook where it was it was done on Facebook Facebook live and then I could share it with various audiences mainly Polish audiences because it was in Polish and promoted my play as well uh, it was done back in May 2020 and since that time I've posted a couple of clips here and there just to keep that engagement going and to tell people about it so that people don't forget and then in June July I was thinking is there anything else that I could do about Intruder and then I reflected and thought you know what I've been working on the piece for such a long time I mean 11 10 years and I've learned so much uh, I was writing it I was redrafting it I contacted various theatres organisations I did rehearsed readings I applied for funding, got funding from Creative Scotland, uh, then Arts Council England, then I produced my work, then I got creatives, then I got ACE funding, then did a crowdfunder, and I thought, wow, I've done so much, maybe I can share it with someone, maybe if I share it, maybe someone will find it useful and helpful. And that's when the idea for the podcast came. Because if I'm going to be sitting at home for God knows how long, maybe it can help others. And then how did I actually go about the podcast? How, how did I do it? What did I do? Well, of course, I needed to do some research. But the good thing was that I already knew what I was going to talk about. Uh, I just knew that it would be me talking. It wasn't to be like an interview um, podcast where I interview someone. Uh, the interviews with the creatives, that idea that came a little bit later on. So what I did next, I wanted to find out how this podcasting thing works because I knew that there was Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify and all of these other mm, podcasting platforms. Uh, but then I found out that in order to start a podcast, I need to have a hosting platform. So when I record an episode, then I need a platform that would um, distribute my episode to all these podcasting platforms. And when I was doing my research, I, you know, watched YouTube videos and then Facebook um, groups. And I found one that was very, very helpful. And that was Buzzsprout. They have this plan, I think it's £10 a month, where you can upload up to two episodes. That's what I needed. Mm, and uh, it was just a matter of uploading my episode. So I knew already that my hosting platform would be Buzzsprout because the hosting platform gives you an RSS feed that is important to get into other podcasting platforms. So that was it. I would always recommend Buzzsprout because they've been super, super friendly and helpful and I really, really liked them. So then once I selected that, I then needed to uh, work on my episodes. 
Well, the big one is that you want to get into Apple Podcasts. So you apply to them and, you know, you send them all the info and artwork, which in my case was the poster for my play. So it was quite straightforward and then they accept it. I mean, the major thing is to get into Apple Podcasts. It's not that Buzzsprout is just going to send them your podcast and that's it. No, in order for the Buzzsprout to send your episode to Apple Podcasts, uh, it needs to be vetted by them, if I understand it correctly. So uh, it was all done, all the info about the podcast was prepared, the artwork, and it was just a matter of um, recording it. Mm, I started it in September. Well, one more thing that I did, I actually needed to have my equipment for the podcast. Uh, so I invested some money in the in the in the equipment and I'm just looking what I got um, which I've been really really happy with so I got Rode microphone I got one audio e headphones I got audio interface mm, and also then I got let me just check here I got mm, uh, isolation shield so that's what it was. It cost about £300, but I knew I was investing in myself because I also do voiceovers. So I knew, well, you know what, if I want to have a home studio, it's always good to have some proper equipment. So when I had it, I then went and did my first episode. I record my episodes on Audacity and uh, it's quite straightforward like I'm doing it now and when I recorded then I edited so I put intro which is that kind of a music at the beginning and outro music at the end put it together as an mp3 file because that's the file that I normally use and upload then on Buzzsprout and then I schedule my post uh, well, the episode to go live, which is normally two weeks in advance. I have it all set up and Buzzsprout has this function that you can, as I said, schedule your episode for a particular day and time. It was just about the promotion of the podcast and each episode, which actually took some time. Um, I initially wanted to do my episodes every week. But then it was a lot of work, as I was saying, preparing what I'm going to say and then editing it um, and then actually promoting it. That was a lot of work. So when I was releasing my episodes every week, which I think I'd only did for maybe two weeks, I realized that I was only living off the podcast. And I thought, no, I can't do it. I need to do other things. So... I want to enjoy it, so I changed the frequency of releasing of my podcast to every two weeks, which in the end turned out to be a very good idea. Because we're also talking about social media posts and preparing these posts. And also back in the day, initially, I was doing audiograms, so like a little bit of a snippet 
a piece from the podcast uh, which would be subtitled and I used uh, an amazing app which is called Headliner which is also for free I mean you can have five audiograms in a month for free then you need to pay Mm, but it also was time consuming Uh, so I thought you know what let's just stick to posts which I prepared on Canva also for free of course from time to time I do an audiogram but not as many as I was doing at the very beginning because as I said initially I was just doing the podcast all the time and I was really finding it very draining so then I changed the frequency and um, yeah that's how it worked it became easier with time Um, I found the edit sometimes just you know too long it took me three or four hours to edit a particular episode getting rid of all these uh uh, yeah no all the mistakes the most enjoyable about the whole podcast was definitely the interviews with creatives because that was very straightforward it was great to connect with people I did it on zoom I recorded it I didn't do a lot of editing on it. It was just intro, outro, and that's it. I was really, really pleased with uh, with the feedback that I got. Quite a few people came back to me. They were asking me questions. We had a conversation about certain things, and I was really, really uh, happy to help people with various things uh, about my process, maybe to help someone else. I posted the posts on the channels for Intruder, but I also shared them in various Facebook groups, like acting groups and playwriting groups um, and producers groups, I think. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to, to share it with, with people that might find it useful and helpful in their practice. Another marketing tool that I used was MailChimp. I literally imported all the contacts from my inboxes and I put it in MailChimp. I didn't know how long it was going to take. Uh, well, here we go. It's taken 28 episodes, so nearly a year. Uh, I didn't get any funding for that. Mm, at some point, I started my Patreon account. I just thought maybe there would be some people that would like to help me financially uh, as far as my costs. And yes, I found some people uh, that are the patrons of the podcast and I would like to thank them individually. And they are my mum and dad and also my cousin Natalia and my friend Agatha and my friend Adele and my friend Mike and my friend Matthew and also Hedda uh, who I met when I was doing an acting course back uh, at RADA. Oh god that was in 2008? 7, 8? Yeah and we've been in touch. So thank you so much for all your support. If anyone has any questions or how I went about certain things and how I did this or how I did that please feel free to contact me on my email remy at remyrahuba.com or any social media platforms. Um, I hope this podcast has been helpful and useful to anyone you know, in their own practices, uh, in whatever aspect. As I was saying at the beginning, um, this is the end for the time being, uh, but I'd like to come back to my podcast 
when we rehearse the show and then when we perform it and maybe share with you my reflections on you know what it was like because that's another aspect of the podcast uh, actually doing it performing it touring it reflecting on it but whatever i needed to share uh, i've already done that and i think now we need to wait until the show actually happens so then i can record more episodes but when it's going to be i hope next year in the summer but you never know so until then stay well stay safe and i'll speak to you when i speak to you bye for now